Prabdha Yun is an artist, filmmaker, writer, publisher and translator. He lives in Bangkok, Thailand. After studying graphic design and visual communication in the US, he embarked on a prolific career authoring a remarkable collection of 20 fiction books encompassing both short stories and novels. As a designer, Yoon designed over 100 book covers, lending his creative touch to numerous publications. His artistic works have been exhibited regularly in Thailand and Japan, gaining recognition and appreciation in various art exhibitions. As a translator, Yoon brought western literary classics to Thai readers, which includes Nabokov's Lolita and J.D. Salinger's iconic Kacharendrai. He won the prestigious SEA award in 2002 for his story collection Kwamna Zapen. In 2021, Yoon's significant contribution to arts and culture won him the Fukuoka Prize. The sad part was a poignant collection of 12 short stories from Yoon's acclaimed Kwam Nadza Pen found international acclaim with its English translation by Moi Pupok Sekul published by Tilted Access Press in the UK. The book marked a historic moment as the first ever translation of Thai fiction to be released in the UK. Additionally, Yoon's second story collection Moving Parts also translated by Moi Pupok Sekul further cemented his reputation as a writer with global appeal Prabdha Yoon's stories offer a meditative study of modern Thai life deftly weaving together urban alienation and surrealism themes through his experimental storytelling Yoon delves into the complexities of human relationships and the emotional landscapes of his characters who often grapple with loneliness and isolation To buy his books you can uh, use the links given in the show notes Prabdha welcome to our podcast Harshaniyam It's my pleasure thank you so much Normally uh, this should be my last question but uh, you being an artist filmmaker publisher writer translator sculptor you own a bookstore too in bangkok um, actually i don't i don't own a bookstore anymore i am inquisitive to know what are you currently working on i am producing a uh television series for a streaming service that's that's my main work at the moment because it takes quite a long time to to get a television series done um this particular project will take a total of 2 years so it it takes most of my time but i'm also writing i'm writing mm-hmm. um a novel that i hope to finish this year sometime <laughs> if i can at a very early age of 14 i think you started writing or 13 maybe so what were those early literary influences in your life um when i was young i read a lot of translated fiction uh, and in thailand we used to have a lot a lot of translated books um when there were sort of translated and published um illegally so to speak um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we i i was a uh, quite a fan of detective fiction so sherlock holmes agatha christie um when i was young so i was really interested in mystery um but uh, but then i was reading also you know stories by tolstoy at the time in thailand there was a trend uh, among thai writers uh, to write about you know social injustice and uh, inequality uh, very much influenced by 
left-wing politics, uh, you know, like after World War II. So I was also reading short stories that were, you know, in that in that period um, of that trend as well. And so my stories were a little bit of a, you know, mixture of uh, mystery, fantasy, and social commentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was, uh, I, I wrote a couple of stories that I sent to a magazine and they were sort of, you know, about working class conditions that were sort of depicted in a fantastical way. It's hard to explain, but I, I was, I wasn't really writing very realistic stories, but, but there was a kind of, you know, class um, commentary attached to the stories as well. You left for uh, the United States for studies at the age of 16. Yeah. And uh, you came back home after more than a decade and uh, started writing again. Yes. What kind of changes you witnessed uh, in social life in the country? A lot. Because when I was in the States, I almost never, um, you know, because I had to study and I was having these all kinds of new experiences as a young man. Um, I didn't pay too much attention to what was going on in Thailand. So I completely lost touch. Uh, with Thai society. When I came back, it was a little bit of a a shock and it it took some getting used to. Um, But but Thailand changed a lot while I was gone. Um, It became much more modern. Um, You know, the city of Bangkok was growing very fast. But at the same time, you know, I came back in... 1998 and it was just very fresh of you know the the so-called Tom Yam Kung um, crisis currency crisis yeah 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 so that was a huge uh, event in modern Thai history a lot of people lost their jobs and you know um, uh, so it was kind of a strange period to come back to um, while the city was very you know westernized uh, but because of that crisis uh, a lot of things were stopped Um, so yeah people were still just like coming out of that uh, you know their, their problems and trying to reconstruct everything to rebuild their families again um, their businesses again so uh, and I and I, I you know when I was in the states all that happened and I wasn't really aware of what the Thai people were going through so when I came back I had to you know learn a lot about about what was going on in Thailand in terms of the economy in terms of politics um or just like social life in general was completely new. So political situation also, there was a lot of change, you mean to say? Yes. When I came back, it was just before uh, a big election that, I don't know if, you, if you're if uh, familiar with Thai politics. Not much. But... Um, but a few years just after I came back, there was a huge election that, you know, a, a pro-democracy party won a uh, landslide uh, mm-hmm. in the election. And then a few years later, you know, a couple of years later, there was a military coup. So the, the, the early 2000s and the you know, late 90s, there were a lot, a lot of changes going on in Thailand. Yeah. So when it comes to writing, mm. uh, to express yourself, uh, you have a lot of other ways too. Mm. You are an artist. Mm-hmm. You are a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. 
specifically when do you resort to writing you mean as a profession or as a prof- as a writer fiction writer it's so hard to explain because i you know as an artist um i find that different medium is good for different kinds of expression so when i when i paint i don't feel the same way i feel when i'm writing uh when when i write i pretty much try to express my the my reflections on what's going on around me and um sometimes i include my own uh you know philosophical um outlooks on life on society uh or my opinions about what's going on you know um uh, in everyday life in thailand for example uh but in painting i prefer to not to think so much so it's a it's a kind of a more abstract expression um sculpture also film filmmaking is also is closer to to writing fiction but okay. also because it's visual um i i you know since i have interest in visual arts when i make films i also i'm drawn to you know like the cinematic quality of the medium so you know it's all different i i write when i'm frustrated i think <laughs> 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 so uh, you also designed lot of book covers about 100 or so yeah the other day i was watching uh, you gave a presentation turin i believe in, in turin yes about your book car yeah right yes. so everything is so abstract mm. but uh, um, uh, i learned uh, during the presentation that uh, you read the books thoroughly mm mm-hmm. before uh, in uh, designing the book cover yeah so why do you do it designing book covers oh i love book covers um i you know when i was studying in art school my my main interest was in graphic design um because you know apart from and i do have a real interest in Uh, not passion but you know like i i love to look at beautiful books and things like that um so i'm drawn towards that naturally but at the same time i you know when i was studying i thought that that could be the realistic career path for for me okay. i i never thought i would okay. become you know like a writer or an artist right i thought that that was like the closest i could get to to doing to doing what i what i loved um right but but i kept doing it because i i just like it you know it's it's um i feel like when you read something um and you ha- you find the book meaningful to you you also want the whole object you know the the physical object of the book to be beautiful or to 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 convey the same kind of um quality that you get from reading from reading it right you know so i I'm, i'm one of those readers who you know like after i finish a book i close it and i touch the you know like i <laughs> I, i sort of like fondle the cover you know that that oh, as uh, and smell the paper you know i i i i love it as an object as well you have even translated uh, some classics from english yeah uh, you translated uh, salinger and uh, nabokov into thai mm-hmm. what made you choose uh, lolita and uh, catcher in the rye uh, well to be honest i didn't choose them um i i was approached by uh, a, pub, a publishing house uh they wanted to translate this these titles and they, i uh, first i was approached for Salinger I think if I if I remember correctly um and the Catcher in the Catcher in the Rye was one of my favorite books when I was a teenager um so I was happy to consider it I I didn't have the confidence to accept the offer right away because I thought you know the language 
uh, of Salinger was very unique, and I and I wasn't sure that I would be able to translate it um, to Thai uh, or to do it justice. So I was I has I hesitated when I was approached, um, but eventually I said yes, and it it took me quite some time to get used to the process of translating something you know of such because catcher in the rye is such a uh, legendary uh, title uh, so there's a lot of obviously a lot of expectation um, you know from the readers and yeah but you know eventually you have to say well you can't worry too much have to do it <laughs> yeah and, and lolita was even harder uh because the language, I mean, the prose is so complex. And, uh, you know, Nabokov is well known for his um, allusions to other, you know, other literature, uh, other philosophy, you know, uh, myth and things like that. So it took a long time to work on Lolita. Uh, but still not enough time. I mean, I, I felt like I would need about 10 years or something to, to translate Lolita. But, but practically speaking, that was just not, um, not possible. So in the end, it was like uh, maybe I took like a year and a half um, or something on Lolita. You continue to translate uh, books into... Thai now? At the moment, no. I um, I gave up after 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 I translated Lolita. I think. <laughs> I mean, I I translated another one another one by Nabokov called Panin, uh-huh. mm-hmm. uh, which I liked. Also, that was fun to translate. But the experience of translating Lolita was so painful. I sort of told myself as I was finishing Lolita, I, I just sort of said, this is going to be my last last book <laughs> to translate. <laughs> okay. okay. So how do you look at uh, translation as an art form? Oh, I totally think it's, it's an art because I think that, uh, you know, to, to think that anyone can make a perfect translation of any any language or any novel, I think, is uh, a little bit delusional. I mean, you you can have a very good translation, but it's not. It's never going to be the same as the original. Uh, you you won't get, uh, you know, like the nuances in the language, um, the same way that you get from you know the language that you've known since birth. So I think it's it's an art in a sense that the the translator has to find you, you have to act like a almost a kind of medium and find a similar attitude or you know similar atmosphere similar um, sensibility that is close enough to the original but at the same time would work. Uh, in in that particular language that you're translating to, uh, as well, you know, um, there are many many schools of, uh, you know, translation, and some, in, like even in Thailand, you know, some trans translators believe that is, it's best to be able to like translate exactly, word for word, you know, in in the in the from a novel, but I don't believe that at all. I I'm I'm of the school that think a, a good translation is something that you know you you have to do whatever you can to be able to convey the same sort of attitude um, of a work that you're translating into your language, uh, even if it means that you have to you know adjust the original a little bit or change some words to to make it work in your own language. 
because you know not every you you don't have like two languages that are exactly alike so much that you can translate the exact words to another language. Do you think that uh, the translating these helped your writing too, honing your skills in writing? Yeah, I mean it's kind of like uh, almost like taking a lesson with the mm-hmm. with the writer of the book I'm translating. You know, so uh, you learn, you know, what works. Um, there are also some tricks that you learn from translating because after a while you realize. How that particular writer, uh, you know, bring you into the world that he's creating. I mean, there there are some tricks in in writing. So, um, also you learn what not to do as well. <laughs> I I I I find that maybe most useful. For example, <laughs> you know, I I recognize uh, Nabokov's you know greatness and. I do believe that he was a genius in a way. You know, uh, he was uh, really talented and, and a very unique prose stylist. Uh, but at the same time, I find the way he wrote uh, a little bit annoying. So, so I try not to to do that when I when I catch myself, you know, like uh, writing something similar, like a sentence that is similar to. Uh, how he would write, and I would, you know, correct myself. Um, he tends to have a lot of interruptions in between sentences, and I mean, a lot of time is clever because what he's doing is he's playing with the sentence, or he's, you know, like creating uh, puns, or you know, like play with words and things like that, but. Sometimes it's just not smooth reading, so like uh, you know, like I I prefer the the experience of reading to be also, you know, like not so noticeable that you're reading, because I I, I find it a little bit distracting from the story. Um, I mean, in my own my own writing, so so yeah, I learn I learn things like that from translate uh, translating books. In the year 2000, I guess, uh, you have come out with your uh, short story collections. Uh, and yeah. uh, this Kwam Na Zapen, I hope I'm mm. pronouncing it properly. Almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, the original uh, Thai version of original Thai version of uh, the sad part was, mm-hmm. uh, you were uh, credited with uh, bringing in a new wave of writing, right? Mm. Were you conscious of that and uh, the kind of positive response it created? It won uh, many awards for you. Were you surprised by it? Yeah, um, I wasn't aware. I wasn't conscious that I was bringing something new to Thai literature because um, I I just thought that what I was writing was very similar to something that was quite already common in the West. Uh, when I was in the States, I read a lot of, you know, American literature or translation from European um, literature. And so, you know, like the stories I wrote were not that uh, uncommon. If if I were to write in, in the States, I would not be considered, you know, somebody... Uh, very special so so I yeah and but I was not aware of uh, what Thai contemporary Thai literature was like at the time I had just you know returned to Thailand and I knew no writers I was not part of the uh, community of Thai writers then Um, yeah so it was it was surprising Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What were those books you read in USA? So many. Um, I I knew so many writers uh, from the time that I was in the states. Mm-hmm. So it was my you know almost like a formative year, right? Uh, years of uh, getting to know literature. So Kafka, you know, all the very very 
usual <laughs> usual okay. suspects. Um, Kafka, Beckett, Joyce, uh, Gertrude Stein. Mm-hmm. I I was very drawn towards modernist literature. Mm-hmm. So all those people, Gertrude Stein, uh, Camus, John Bath. Mm-hmm. But I I was also interested in poetry, although I don't write so much poetry. But but I was inspired by a lot of poets like E. E. Cummings, William Carlos Williams. You know, many many, many people. Uh, any any of uh, Raymond Carver, minimalist writer. Raymond Carver. Uh, Raymond Carver was. And you know, I read some of his work while I was in the states. But I think to be able to get Carver, you have to be very familiar with American life. And although I was in America, I was a foreign student, and I didn't grow up in America. So there were a lot of things in Carver stories that I didn't get. Um, I mean, they seem simple and to me and um, easy to read, but. I I didn't get all the um, the subtle, you know, nuances about American life and and Americana and things like that. So so it was a little bit difficult to to understand why he was uh, regarded as such a great writer. As far as your works are concerned, my reading is limited to only two books. Mm, I felt. Uh, there is a lot of uh, minimalist writing you know you don't talk about you don't describe physically describe any of your characters mm-hmm. you just want to say what you want to say through the characters and you make them say it. that's the reason i asked you no 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 that, that was a good uh, observation i i think it's true that i i tend to be you know closer to like the minimalist school because uh i'm when i write i i i'm not setting out to sort of create uh a complete or detailed world um of these characters or their lives i'm not i'm not one of those you know like epic um novelist so i i don't really care what they're wearing <laughs> most <laughs> most of the time <laughs> like I feel like if I'm going to write a character walking into a restaurant, that's all I have to say. Like a character walks into a restaurant, I don't care what kind of shoes they're wearing. Yeah, yeah. Or, unless the shoes are important to the stories, I I, I don't really <laughs> care too much. <laughs> okay. Uh, when you're writing fiction, what is your workflow like? Um, how do you approach? So, do you start with a clear idea or theme before you put down your pen on the paper? um it's different for for each story but when i when i was younger i was not so interested in having a clear idea um i was i was interested in zen philosophy so when i started to write i was really sort of experimenting with uh you know something that i was inspired by john cage is writing uh which is inspired by zen philosophy which is about chance chance operation um or you know not thinking too much before doing something so i used to start a lot of story with like kind of immediate um idea that came to mind and expand it the idea through through my pr- the process of writing itself um but you know sometimes i do have a complete idea before i start to write sometimes i do have a, a plot uh before i write so it really depends on on what i'm working on i find it harder to to write a novel without any idea <laughs> so so usually my my novels are I I I do have in mind what I want to write about. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. some short stories I I use this, you know, sort of the method of 
just like dealing with the immediacy of writing so kind of exploration like your short stories are self yeah almost, almost like more like art making like mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. sketching sketching until you find uh you know something of substance that you want to continue to work on okay when it comes to your stories in these two books uh, the sad mm-hmm. part was and the moving part uh, i felt uh, as a reader they are primarily about uh, there are a lot of solitary people with a lot of self reflection and uh, there are references to religion in the buddhism mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, is there any particular reason for this um maybe that reflects my personality perhaps mm. uh mm. i when i was younger i had the strong feeling that i was a kind of outcast mm-hmm. uh, so i tend i tended to appreciate stories about you know loners or outcasts or misfits or, mm-hmm. uh rebels um so my early stories i think were just sort of you know f- something like a result from that influence mm-hmm. um but in terms of religion i mean if you are thai you know if you grew up in a in a typical thai family uh you're going to automatically be buddhist um i mean at least you grow up in a you know a different religion uh, in in your family but a typical thai family you would learn you know you would you would study buddhism in in school uh you would experience um buddhist ceremonies buddhist traditions you know buddhist uh worship uh places things like that temples you visit the temples a lot um so that was sort of given you know it was like conditioned um i did not choose to be to to be interested in buddhism but when i when i grew up i became interested in on my own a uh, different kind of buddhism which was uh mahayana buddhism through my interest of you know japanese culture and uh, zen philosophy uh, yeah so so it was uh, something that i discovered on my own i think later now when it comes to certain specific stories i plonk it's it's a very interesting story as such it's a, it's a beautiful lovely little story where again uh, there are references to you know zen philosophy i guess uh, the way mm-hmm. it's it's very well written thank and you this, uh, same is the case with the school girls diary is one more interesting story which i like <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's written very very well and uh, somehow you got into the mind of uh, a kid yeah that was that was the that was the intention to uh-huh. to try to write as if i was actually that little girl yeah yeah that's yeah, mm-hmm. interesting and uh, when she says 1 uh, 1 may not be 2 mm, mm. it rings true the kind of uh, you know the explanation she gives why 1 1 is not 2 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's very yeah, very logically put yeah in in life uh, in real life a lot of times you know outside of uh, mathematics Mm-hmm. you find that it's not always the case yeah yeah nanda yeah. uh, this miss space and sharp sleeper right i can't talk about all the stories you know but uh, <laughs> because of the paucity of time i'll talk about a couple of stories miss space right. again is a very interesting story because uh, yeah when uh, uh, many a time uh, you know we focus on things which are really irrelevant you know, mm. <laughs> know he keeps talking yes, yes, about yes. this space right yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. A, that's a very interesting way to look at uh, the character as such that story um 
Miss Miss Space in particular um, is about a, a woman, a young woman who has a very peculiar way of writing. Okay. Um, you know, like she has a lot of spaces between words. And actually, in Thai, the way Thai is written is like a string, string of oh. word, of 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 letters. So it's very unusual to have a lot of space, a lot of spaces between the the, the letters. Um, but the the story was inspired by a real person that I knew at the at the time who actually wrote like that. Um, and a combination of that true. Port, a true, true portrait of that person with the kind of um, my uh, poking fun of uh, people like hyper intellectuals who you know who theorize about everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I I have a kind of a love hate relationship with. Theory, okay. <laughs> you know, like a <laughs> theoretical people, because I do love to to read philosophy and theory and criticism and things like I, I, you know, I'm sort of almost addicted to that. But at the same time, I find them, you know, when people uh, take everything too seriously, this mm-hmm. is uh, also mm-hmm. funny. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that was a <laughs> there's a kind of poking fun of that that whole field of intellectual yeah. life <laughs> that guy is a loner right yeah obviously he's interested in the girl yeah 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 <laughs> but he keeps talking about the spaces all the time yes 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 instead instead of trying to get to know the the girl the person yeah yeah, yeah. the person yeah 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 and uh, marit by the seaside right is one more mm. story where the way you have written it it's the character i think they they talk about breaking the fourth wall or something there is a concept where the character comes into the story starts directly talking to the readers yeah. it's a, it's written in a very very interesting way uh, what is the meaning of marut in thai um means the sea sea is it okay yeah 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 in sanskrit it is uh, wind i think wind oh really yeah marut 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 is wind mm. well, were you gunning for the critics in that story yeah i i was uh, you know kind of a brat okay. <laughs> <laughs> i was just like poking fun of people yeah um i i don't write stuff like that anymore these days <laughs> okay. but but i i think at the time i was really sort of into criticizing the critics okay you know, yeah I it was so. uh, that that was my intention mm-hmm. um and that particular story i think now there, there is a word to to label it is uh, probably meta fiction people mm-hmm. call mm-hmm. it these days mm-hmm. so it's it's a story about writing stories about right. writing characters which is even at the time when i wrote that was not new I mean, oh, a lot, okay. you know, a lot of people wrote like that before. Yeah, um, yeah you talked about the critics, and I'm interested to know, know what is the um, literary scene in Thailand today about uh, writing, publishing, fiction, non-fiction. Um, hmm. When I was writing. Uh, when i when i started to write in the late 90s and early 2000s it was quite lively the scene was you know there were a lot of young writers um becoming well known mm-hmm. um there was a larger scene of you know like indie culture like indie music mm-hmm. uh, independent cinema mm-hmm. uh, uh indie writers you know so um so i was sort of part of that whole scene uh, at the time and a lot of books getting published a lot of new magazines um, being published uh, 
but now I think it's a little bit different. I, I think people, um, as I said before, a lot of translated fiction, uh, and I think I think the young people today they tend to they tend to look sort of beyond Thai Thailand, beyond Thai culture, uh, you know. Uh, you know, also because of the internet, everybody knows what's going on in the West, you know, in the in the states, in the UK, in Europe, in Japan. So a lot of books from those, you know, like the what's popular in the states now get translated in Thailand. What's popular in in Japan is translated in Thailand. Um, yeah, so so people still read. Um, and we do have some good bookshops in Bangkok, not that many, um, but, but the ones that we do have, are pretty decent. Um, but in terms of local writers, I think the situation has not improved. I mean, it's, it's quite difficult to be to live as a writer, especially writing literature. Uh, everybody who, who writes generally has to work different jobs or, or write as more like a side job. Um, yeah, so it's not, not easy to, to be only a writer, to, to, be write, to write as a profession. So you mean to say people don't read Thai literature much? Unfortunately, I don't think as much as they should, probably, because there there's still you know like new writers writing these days, but they're not as known or as you know um, the the whole local writing scene is not as exciting as it used to be. Okay. And like people from my generation are still around. So, you know, a lot of people who started to write around the same time as I did, still writing. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them are getting uh, recognition abroad as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I think now more and more Thai literature is getting translated, um, especially to English and Japanese, um, maybe Chinese. So the, that, like, looking at that side of the industry, it seems to be okay. But um, I think it's harder for younger, younger generation, younger writers to survive. But uh, people read books in general. Reading culture is still there. People read Western fiction, probably. People read. Yeah, but, but generally, nonfiction does better business than, than fiction. Oh. The sad part was, uh, is the first book of Thai fiction that was translated into English. You wrote it in the year 2000 and uh, 2018, I think it has come out. Um, it wasn't the first book to be translated to English, mm-hmm. but it was the first to be translated and published commercially in the UK. Um, I, in the past, some Thai stories and books were published. I mean, to were translated into English, but a lot of most most of the time they were, you know, published by like university press mm-hmm. or like very limited to um, Thai studies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think my book was the first to be you know, to, to go through like the process of commercial publishing and to be available widely in bookshops in the UK, things like that. After that, I think there are other books too, which are coming into yeah, yeah, getting yeah, published, yeah. right? Yes, Tuted Access has published more Thai literature. Now. So I think an, another one is coming out soon as well. Now, how did it happen? Uh, Mui Popok Sekul is the one who translated the book wonderfully into English. Obviously, yeah. I read only the English versions. Uh, how did it happen? Did she approach you or how did it all start? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. She she approached me. She was, um, I think, translating my work as her graduate thesis. When I used to still run a bookshop, uh, she came to the bookshop, uh, and she left me a note. I didn't meet her at first. At first, uh, she left me a note, and and with like an email address, um, saying that she was, you know. Getting my permission uh, to translate my 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 book into English, so I thought she was a student. So so you know, so I thought, why not let a student do do her work? So so I so I wrote back and said, sure, you know, do whatever you want. I mean, I I really didn't think too much about mm-hmm. it. It wasn't it wasn't like. I was thinking, oh wow, she's going to translate my book, and then it's going to be published in the UK. I, that was not on my mind at all. <laughs> so uh, this translation process was it collaborative, or uh, she has done it on her own? Or was it? Yeah, e- e- eventually she sent me her drafts um, of translation, and I helped to you know correct some words here and there, or you know, to give her some. Comments, but it wasn't that much. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. she. I really have to thank her for you know getting my work to a wider readership. Got it. Got it. Um, because she did everything. She translated the story. She approached the the publisher. She you know went to to book fairs to mm-hmm. to shop my, my book around. So so I mean, I really have Mui to thank for everything that's happened. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very nicely done, lovely translation. Yeah, because when she approached me, I was like, I I really thought that it was just going to be her thesis, mm-hmm. uh, and nothing would happen after that. I I, I it was just, I had no I had no expectation. Uh, this Kwamna uh, Zapen rough translation in Thai would be. Uh, Thai into English would be probability, right? The title probability. Of yes, yes. Yeah, Pro- probability in the mathematical term. Mathematical. Know, like the yeah, right. Mathematical. Right. Yeah. But I like the sad part uh, was, you know, the title. Mm. <laughs> I liked it better. Probably that's more apt than probability. I felt because all these stories, no, they are open to interpretation and. Uh, People, majority of the stories, people don't focus on what is really required, right? They focus yeah. on something else. Even the endings are like that. Majority of the stories, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I came up with the sad part was as a title because I thought um, it has a nice. It actually from a story in the book. Okay. Okay. Uh, the one called the crying party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's um, a lovely story too. Yes, and I thought that this was a nice little, you know, set of words to use as a title because it has a mystery, mysterious ring to it. You know? Correct. Like the sad part was what, <laughs> uh, and I'm drawn to sad, sad stories, so. I thought like if somebody came up to me and said the sad part was, and then just walked away, I'd be like, <laughs> "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> no, no, it sets the tone for the for all the stories. Makes mm. you think. Yeah, with the title in your mind, you can read every story and probably understand it and try yeah, to yeah, analyze yeah. it better. Oh, I'm glad you got that. That's nice. There are altogether about twenty books you wrote in Thai fiction. Right. Uh, right now we have only two books that were translated. Uh, when are we going to see the others in English? <laughs> yeah, it's difficult, I think, because uh, you know I published a lot of books, but in Thai, if you're a writer, you also write, you know, like magazine columns and. Uh, essays and so a lot of my books were you know collection of those mm. articles that I wrote or you know the, the essays I wrote for a particular magazine. So in terms of fiction, like short stories and novels, I've written 
five novels um, and a bunch of story collections. So altogether, not really as many as as you think, because a lot of those books were like essays and oh, you know, art, like magazine articles. Yeah, nonfiction. So some of them are going to get translated in the near future. I don't know. I I'm hoping that maybe like newer newer works will be translated because you know like my writing is now drastically different from from the way I used to write. Mm-hmm. And both of these books that you've read, you know, the stories in them were written almost 20 years ago. Yeah. So now you know, I, I'm hoping that my newer stuff, especially like my new novels, um, would have you know enough, uh, you know, something to would be enough interest for foreign readers to be translated. Finally, when is this web series that you are working on is going to get released? current one yeah the current one yes probably 2000 like 2025 maybe okay 25 er, early 2025 okay thank you prabda it has been oh, wonderful to have you to talk to us uh, for almost an hour non-stop oh, su- <laughs> thank you such an honor yes thank you thank you very much